Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash hidden, H-I-D-D-E-N. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So, no strings attached. We're giving you a free book. You've heard us talk about how much we love Audible. Go give them a shot. And once again, promo code HIDDEN for audibletrial.com slash hidden. As always, we are sponsored by Illuminatus. Their pre-rolls are made like no other pre-roll out there. And they come in a sativa and indica blend, offering a discreet and satisfying experience every single time. Illuminatus products are always guaranteed to meet all government testing standards. So check them out at IlluminatusBrand.com and on Instagram at Team underscore Illuminatus. Man, looks like we are recording. We are? It's uh, another installment of Space Weirdo Friday. And we are going to attempt to watch uh, Stephen Greer bringing a new insider into the fold. Yeah, this is um, this is really the first new alien news from an insider, I would say, this year, really. Especially yeah. from any of the big names. And Stephen Greer's been relatively quiet for... For the last year and a yeah, half, yeah. for a little while now, so uh, I'm interested I, to see what he's got. I guess he technically had his documentary that came out. Yeah, in April. What is he? What is he known for? So he's uh, he's done a bunch of doc documentaries. He's been a big leader in the UFO community for a while. He's briefed a few presidents, particularly Clinton, hmm. um, on the subject. So he's pretty well respected. He's a former ER doctor. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's not an idiot. He's yeah. like a legitimately oh, smart dude. Sick. Yeah, so. and he's like known for running his uh, his CE five retreats where they. Which is a bit idiotic, a, but... I mean, they yeah. seem to have a, a pretty high batting average for stuff showing up, so, I mean, whatever he, that is, I don't know, but... He does at least come with video. Like, yeah, he, like... He attempts he, to prove it. Oh, he showed video in that new documentary, like, so it happens enough that people, I think, seem satisfied. I don't exactly know what else they're expecting, but... Uh, speaking of know what to uh, expect, I think we're all going into this... Pretty much blind. Like, I don't really know they anything about the person he's supposed to be No, they didn't really leak, to. leak anything. I believe it mentioned he was initially came forward to Greer in 2002, but I don't think he's been public since. Um, and I believe he's military of some sort, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll find uh, out let's, here. Uh, let's get it started. Witness who witnessed a craft coming out of the water that picked up by our military. Immediately following that, we're going to have a question and answer period with Dr. Greer himself. He'll be right here immediately following the video, and he will be taking your questions. So if you have those, recording? shoot it over to Captain oh. Ron on the uh, chat room, and I will read it to Dr. Greer, and he'll answer it personally live. Uh, put your name and country on there as well for fun <laughs> so we can see where people are writing in from. Really quiet. And then at 1 o'clock, we're going to have a lunch break, and you can do the go-to-meeting just go back to your email, click on the go to meeting link. You don't need to have the program or anything. The so link it looks like they're right in recording and you guys this can in live a chat or house or a hotel suite during the whole lunch period. I would assume and a house. Back at you for Dr. Greer. If you have any questions or problems at all, just click on the help desk. And uh, we've got live people standing by to help you through it. Because, yeah, they're so we'll obviously. So starting here in a few minutes. Stand by. We got live lunatics ready to serve you right. Oh, that guy had a sick ponytail. <laughs> Dude. That was. Uh, Super, what is this? 
Dr. Stephen Greer presents Steamboat Willie. Yeah, there's a black and white, uh, like, pencil drawing of a boat. Welcome. I'd like to uh, thank you for sharing your experience as uh, military personnel and uh, it's because of people like you, the public, are finding the truth. That's, of course, about Greer the UFO speaking. Issue. So if you could just introduce your, yourself and your background in the Coast Guard. Yes, Coast Guard. Um, uh, my name is Shannon Lee. Um, I'm now 39 years old. Got a bit of a um, guy name. However, I'm, uh, I was a six-year veteran of the United States Coast Guard. Uh, <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> you know, Coast Guard can mean a lot of things. Like, that can either mean you were, like, taking down cartels or you were just, like, cleaning the docks. Yeah, six-year veteran of the Coast Guard is not how I was hoping to start this. <laughs> I, was... I guess, although, hold on, didn't they just say that it was some sort of underwater UFO? I guess, yeah, so it, or what are those? What's the term for that? It's not... A submarine? Uh, it's like submerged something. Yeah, it's something not, along those lines. It's a little different. It's not UAP. It's... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give him time. I'll give him time. Yeah, at I'm least, willing to hear the man out. I guess at least if he's not lying about that, that's a good thing. That's always my biggest... Uh, hurdle with some of these dudes is I gotta make sure they're not lying about their time. That's true. He's very clearly not trying to pump up the resume. That's yeah. not a resume stuff. No, you're, <laughs> you're not don't... you're not bragging about the Coast yeah, Guard. Yeah, I'm actually head of janitorial services. <laughs> Alright, we got a sick wide shot of him sitting in front of his front door. Everything, yep. Guys, just so you know, that's just a video check. We're just getting the uh, video oh, ready. You assholes. Uh, they tricked us. <laughs> They, they fucked goofed us. Everything. We're just getting Damn, ready. what a tease. Thanks. I don't like the way that guy stands with his hands behind his back at attention. Begin shortly. <laughs> I was just waiting shortly. <laughs> We're recording this live. We can't wait. <laughs> How the fuck are they uh, going to do this to us? We, we pay for this event. That we're gonna bootleg. You paid for this? <laughs> yeah. How much was this? It wasn't that bad. It was uh, it a few was, thousand dollars. No. It was cheap. <laughs> it was it was thirty bucks. Thirty. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna say it. It's hey, it's a small price to pay for new Intel. Small price to pay possibly get baited. <laughs> well, I had like I had already preloaded like the first ten minutes. I didn't. It had been queued up, and now we're. Uh, Do they catch us? I just don't know why they would. Uh, go on Twitter and throw out a topic. <laughs> we got to fill some time here. Uh, so, um, so that wall, man. Yeah. I knew, I, I knew I shouldn't have trusted anyone. <laughs> How is it that everyone who's part of a community that only fo- focuses on the most advanced tech can't manage an, an has, internet connection? Has nah. the worst technical expertise. Ugh. That's a fantastic question, and it should probably make us wonder why we listen to some of these people so much. Yeah, the fact that they claim to have been to Mars and and can't make a fucking Zoom meeting work. All right, well, I guess since I listened to it yesterday while we wait for them to fucking come back, uh, I did finally do a deeper dive into the drama behind Corey Good and David Wilcock uh, and Emery Smith a little Mm. through the various, you know, Jay Widener and Stina Bobina and whatnot. And, uh, it definitely seems like it's taken a weirder turn than first uh, it first seemed. I I don't know how Corey Good has somehow become the mastermind of all of this. I know it's the biggest turn, but somehow the dude who seemed like a mumbling buffoon was the one calling the plays from the beginning. So I didn't. That was the most interesting part. Is that almost nobody really blames anybody but him. 
David's obviously got some blame in the situation, uh, particularly if you watch the Widener video with the, what is it, Shane the Destroyer? Um, <laughs> who kind of name. <laughs> I guess he got in tight with David, but I, I guess he's a secret space program person, but he's like, uh, I'm not special. Like, they just decided to use me. I don't know. He's, he's like the rational insider, I suppose. That's a good grift. That's a good angle to take. It's, okay. I mean, it's. The in every this, man who's part of the secret space program. Yeah, I mean, he's just like, there's nothing special about me. I was just in it. I mean, they need people to, like, work in the cafeteria and shit. Someone, <laughs> someone's got to do it. They need, they need to have janitorial <laughs> services. Yeah. I mean, I think he still had to do some fucked up shit, but one of the things he did say was kind of just nonsense was, like, the 20 and back. Because, like, if the elite had that technology, why, didn't, why wouldn't they just be using it? Yeah, I... I think the 20 and back has always just served as a way to uh, fix errors in their timeline. What is the 20 and back? So the whole secret space program thing, according to Corey, is they have you go do 20 years, but then they age regress you back to when you left. So you don't actually lose any time. So I would leave right now at 28 and I would become 48 in the alternate timeline they had sent me to talk to the aliens on. But when I came back here, I would technically be 48, but they would age regress me back to being 28. And he said he hmm. did like four of those. So Which I is, think, yeah, Corey Good is uh, technically like 200 he, years old. Yeah, so that was... Uh, it's like Moses. Yeah, you gotta... There's gotta be some limits to something. But uh, it was also interesting that I guess there's a secret Facebook group. I hadn't quite <laughs> the got secret into this face more. program. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's this is what they were calling the cult. Um, yeah, it's where the people would organize to like uh, go do shit to the the naysayers. The Dark Alliance is what they are calling them, which <laughs> Dark is kind Alliance. of a, that's a frightening thing to have a group of people getting a little too serious about that online. Like a straight up hate group because that can it was pretty much. No, <laughs> it's still I think it's still active, but uh, like that's something that can go sour real quick. Um. Yeah, I believe they talked about how uh, there were specific individuals that were sort of targeted to be dealt with as a result of uh, things they had said regarding I cosmic mean, I, disclosure. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was pretty much just like the attack vehicle for anybody questioning Corey. <laughs> I, I guess David to some extent, but mostly Corey. So this was the other thing I had heard is, I, I don't think it's the case anymore, but Gaia, which is the network that aired cosmic disclosure, apparently a prerequisite to work there when... Corey and David were both there was like you needed to believe everything they were saying like yeah you, you had to well, be fully Wy in. Widener talks about that a lot because I guess he was the one who kind of arranged all of that that was yeah Jay Widener is the uh, the producer for, yeah so that I was kind of was the producer for cosmic disclosure that was kind of his thing but I guess uh, <laughs> towards the end I guess when he was uh kind of questioning some of Corey's stories uh Corey did not take it well no. And seem to take any sort of light criticism as, like, an attack, which is pretty funny. And then the other thing, I guess, that started rubbing people the wrong way is he got super heavy Trump. and uh, <laughs> Corey? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. And I, I guess <laughs> I guess Widener had a good line where he's like, I think he thinks he's Donald Trump now, <laughs> which is hilarious if Corey starts getting that egotistic. This is... There's some real documentary potential here, especially if someone from that group ends up killing someone. Because uh, I've never seen the UFO community have such a schism. I mean, Jay Widener's even referred to being afraid for his life, basically. 
he lives oh, yeah. uh, out in the middle of nowhere, sorta. And yeah, he, I think he was worried people were going to come to his house and yeah, try and he, harm him. He talked about that a few times, a few times. And I guess I think he's currently in like two lawsuits with him at the moment. He's in a weird position where he's come to the conclusion that David and Corey, mostly Corey, I guess, might be kind of full of shit, but he still believes. In yeah. the secret space program, it seems. So he yeah, still that... believes in some dark, shadowy entity that has the power to, uh, I, I guess, hurt him or his family. Yeah, that was kind of what I was getting from it, because he does also seem to want to still try to save David. I was <laughs> yes, surprised yes, that, that David really David was a cool. sympathetic figure. Everybody feels like, yeah, David's definitely been a part of it to an extent, but I think he also just got roped in. He's a little gullible, I guess. Yeah, that's always probably been David's uh, biggest flaw and his greatest strength is his ability to believe. Yes, his his gullibleness, it's uh, his greatest strength and weakness. Well, but, if he's so gullible, why hasn't he been on the show yet? <laughs> I mean, well, so part of the reason why I looked into this is because there have been two hooligans who went and uh, disliked, like, the last ten of our videos consecutively. <laughs> And they were almost always related around either a David episode or a Corey episode for some reason. Are we being followed? By the Dark Alliance. Well, yeah. after I read, heard about the Facebook stuff and looked into it a little bit more, and I was just like, you know, there probably are just two trolls on there who just, this is all they do. Which is such a weird, Corey Good's a weird person to swear allegiance to. Yeah, it is. And most of the people who've gotten out of it have uh, sort of talked about how they were at a very down portion of their life when they decided to jump uh, all the way into that world. I mean, he's just, unless, like, behind closed doors, he turns into Charlie Manson, but he's got no, he's got no personality. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Groovy Bean, who who co-hosts the show with Jay yeah, Widener, yeah. T- talked about how she was recovering from so- sort of illness that required a hospital stay and a lot of aftercare, and that's how she sort of fell into a loving, supporting community slash cult, and... I believe Stina Bobina's uh, story is kind of similar. I mean, I wouldn't have even assumed it could be called a cult, really. It's not. It's like cult light. I guess, yeah. It's not yeah. cult. Yes, it's not cult classic. Well, because there's no, there's no real religion to it. It's mostly just a weird worship of Corey. <laughs> Which sounds sweet if you're Corey. I mean, I bet that dude's making pretty sweet money. He probably has a Patreon, right? I'm sure they're supporting him in some form or fashion. All right, what the fuck, uh, Stephen Greer? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll take a time out and figure out what's going on. All right, we're back. This is a brand new thing uh, they do by Stephen Greer, Dr. Stephen Greer today. So that'll be interesting. While you watch this video, if you think of any good questions to ask Dr. Greer, we know, ask it in the, the video, chat. We've gone over we this. We've got live support ready to serve you. Questions from the audience and answer them live for us right here. So <laughs> if you have that... Hit me up on the chat room, have a good question, give us your name, give us your country so we know where you're coming from, and we'll feed that to Dr. Greer and he'll answer it for us right here on the spot. Come on. And then someone, at one o'clock, someone got, use a uh, we're going to take a lunch break for <laughs> where one is hour. My dad? And during that time, you can go into the 
live lunch lobby. Just go back to your Ooh, email. That's a nice alliteration. Click on the Damn. For the lunch thing. You don't need to have the program or anything. The link will take How you sad. directly Just a bunch of people eating lobby. lunch together. Yeah, that's that's to free lunch. All over the world that are participating. Really reminds you of the event. horror we're living. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. If you have any questions or problems, you can always click our help desk line. We've got live people standing we by. We could always do it, but we go. won't. Why don't we just, why don't we just fuck the help desk? So I want to have a great time. Let's start the video. All right, finally. Maybe. Oh, we're back to the weird boat drawing. Steamboat Willie. I don't even know why they really need that in there. I'm guessing he that's the type of boat he was on when he saw whatever we're about to hear about. Oh, there's the Welcome. UFO. Like to, uh, I didn't uh, notice thank that. Thank you for sharing your experience as uh, military personnel and uh because of people like you, the public are... <laughs> Looks like they're the sitting in the matrix, out like the room that you can, you're in before so everything loads. Your, <laughs> yeah, yourself, without the TVs. And your background in the Coast Guard? Yes, of course, Dr. Greer. Um, my name is Shannon Lee. Um, I'm now 39 years old. Um, however, I'm, uh, I was a six-year veteran of the United States Coast Guard. Uh -huh. I first enlisted back around, it was August of 2001, so it was about week four of basic training. Wait, when right before 9-11. Yeah. Very, oh, never mind. I was doing the math. He was, he was like 18. And, For a yeah. second, I thought he was nine. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where it all began. Okay. And tell us about your uh, experience. I know at some point you were deployed to Guam. That's correct. Uh, that, right after basic training, um, unlike some of the other branches in the Coast Guard, you don't go straight to uh, A school or. Um, I think they just take anybody at the right Coast Guard, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Particular think school. So. Immediately, you have to go right out to the fleet and work. To go out and clean docks the across the world. So, um, yeah, that was my first deployment. I was immediately. Would have been nice if they had rehearsed the story. Island of Guam. Yeah, I could have tightened it up a little so bit. That was my first yeah. duty station. And tell me, what, what were your duties there? Um, I was specifically <laughs> stationed Thank aboard you, the U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Sassafras. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that's a, a sweet name. Foot buoy tender. He was the, the buoy time. tender? Um, it, since then, <laughs> that's it has on the been menu. decommissioned. <laughs> that and sounds like a prison nickname. By uh, the newer class of 225 foot um, cutters to do the buoy tending operation. <laughs> this is the but, least um, impressive resume. The that I was on. Is there any um, nautical term that's not funny? Right. first commissioned back during World War II, so it was actually a pretty old vessel. Right. Talk more about the buoys. What is buoy? <laughs> yeah, I want to know more about buoy tending. Yeah, so... Um, oh, thank God. Here we go. Just two the, hours on that. Well, the main yeah. job that um, my ship and all other cutters in that class um we focus on uh like meandering stories um, repairing or repositioning i see why um, it took them 20 years to come out <laughs> other types of aids to navigation within uh, uh the harbors okay. and uh channel markers so i guess at least he has a job where he's going to be looking at the so, water a lot i think that's what they're uh, setting it up for yeah a very large boom or a crane, I guess you would. Oh, I thought there was a boom explosion. And, uh, <laughs> so we would uh, 
oftentimes pick the buoys up out of the water and then there was usually a pretty long length of chain what a mundane a job <laughs> it really is yeah you're just trash collecting we just pull things chain, out of the water and take them back um, to the dock section by section and then we would get to the concrete weight at the um that's okay I, I just wanted to see if we could do that uh but yes he he is uh of rather dry man so far. I'll, I'll give it that. He's... I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I suppose you want him as plain as possible to make it... Well, like you said, if he was going to make it up, it would be more It'd be way dramatic. cooler than this. Yeah, it'd be way cooler than it'd this. It'd be way better than being a buoy tenter in Guam. Yeah, that's not what I would make up as a brag. No. Anchors it to the seabed, and then we would have to pull all that up, and then scrape the barnacles off of them and clean them. <laughs> God. And Dude's living in the fucking 1600s. Then, um, yeah. Replace them. In we set off to find spot. land. Uh, lots of times, buoys find get India. around during storms. Um, there's lots of typhoons out there. This is why no one joins so the Coast Guard. It's, uh, <laughs> it's constant. It rained once. It really work. traumatized it. <laughs> and when did you first come across mentions of the... Uh, if he says mermaids oh. in that area. Okay, yeah. So as soon as I got out there, um, when I first arrived on the island. Wait, when was that? What year and month? This would have been. Um, Shit, what year was it? I want <laughs> uh, to say where are my notes? Line? <laughs> December 2001. Okay, Okay. right after 9 11. Uh, first arrived. Those aliens really liked 9 11. Yeah, they um, sure did. Did the aliens cause that? Yeah, within the first. I don't know, but they came days, afterwards. Um, I started hearing about, you know, people were talking about many UFO sightings that I was probably going to be experiencing. This fool feels like he's being punked right now. Yeah, I feel it, like a line is getting punked. The thing about it is. They gave him, like, a warning, like, hey, you're going to see some weird shit out here. Well, that's... That sounds like a prank. Yeah, that sounds like he's going to Yeah, it does. Work. It also is kind of planting that thought in his head where anytime he sees some weird shit now, he's going to oh. jump to UFO. Aliens! As, yeah. As opposed to just, like, the military testing a craft or, or just a random fucking plane. Boy, I was going to say, or it's just a turtle. Or the people above him in rank just fucking with him. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that almost sounds like a bit more of a... It sounds like more realistic. Of, of a gag, like, you're going to see a lot of UFOs out here, buddy. If I've learned anything from TV, it's that people on boats love to pray, play practical jokes on each other. they got to pass the time I was about somehow. to say, there's nothing else to do. First got out there, um, the cutter was actually underway. It was out to sea, so... That wind um, is on their I end, by the way, not ours. ...with the shore unit. <laughs> for the first week or so so um yeah before i even got to see the ship i had already started hearing <laughs> i didn't see it but i promised it was there lots of strange stuff that they would often encounter and, and what were these for example what were they describing what was being described um you had mentioned before the marianas trench and, and objects yes so if you can go into that <laughs> very specific detail. Yeah, well, um, there was mentions of, uh, you know, flying saucer type things that were seen a lot, objects even going in and out of the water that were there frequently we sighted. Um, and the the Marianas Trench is actually the deepest officially, place. I think it's, it's 250 miles directly <laughs> south of Guam. Oh. 
but um, we deep. very frequently <laughs> would uh, very deep. sail right over that. That was one of our um, incredible, a pretty. Uh, now I am. Sh I'm sure you probably see a lot of weird shit when you spend enough time on the water. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit in the Marianas Trench. That's but the I, the Earth doesn't go deeper than that. I mean, I but I suppose, like in or around the water is probably a little easier to notice. Like a craft probably stands out more because it shouldn't be near the water in the sky. At least, yeah. We especially have planes, especially if it has any lights, because everything's just like at night. Everything's just gonna reflect off the water. Yeah. So I feel like it might be a little difficult to see it under the water, but I would assume above the water probably stands out pretty good. It is a nice setup. If you, if you had to like make a backdrop to see crazy shit. Yeah, Just that's out in the middle of nowhere in the ocean. It's probably about as good as you can do. Yeah, I mean they tend to pop up in places where no one's looking, and the ocean would be a fantastic place to hide if they needed a secure bunker of some sort. That's how they get to Atlantis. <laughs> that that is one of the theories I've seen. Is that's how they get into the hollow Earth? Is they just fly right straight yep. through the water, straight through the rock, and I think they like traverse the hydrothermal vents or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like fun. using the vents in Among Us. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> consistent route that we used to take okay um and <sighs> sure enough i as i came to find out in the next few months that was uh very much true um i guess that would be my uh the first time i ever personally ex experienced or witnessed with my own eyes what i would say was a ufo hotspot and, and what did you see? What kind of events? UFOs. Um, there were. <laughs> I saw buoys. Lots of mysterious craft. <laughs> All right, there it is. In the sky, um, oftentimes in broad daylight. Uh huh. Um, Come on, Doctor Greer. <laughs> yeah, bring this in. The most common types of craft I remember sighting were specifically just basic saucer shape. Yes. Objects. All right. Back the to basics. The classics. And one characteristic I remember, which was, I don't know, I don't know it's kind of exciting, is that um, they seemed to, in a couple of instances, I'd seen them kind of morph shape. It seemed like they would All right. morph from like a disc shape into like a ball. And then... I wonder if that's just because the gravity like flattens it out. It's hard to describe. The ball... The shit turning into yeah, a ball like a is sort of a, a reoccurring thing throughout. Uh, like, that's one of the things at Skinwalker Ranch they talk about is how, uh, like, werewolves will just turn to a ball of energy and disappear. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard similar descriptions of UFOs before, but obviously if they're far far enough away, a, a disc could, could turn into a saucer, it could turn into the cigar shape, depending on how far and whatever distortion effects are happening. Or so. if a disc just turns on its side basically yeah but that would make sense i guess if it seemed like a spherical ball and then flattened out more when it was moving i guess that so so far we got like a uh, shape-shifting tie fighters over the marianas trench yeah pretty much uh, all right cool craft mm -hmm. that i would uh i witnessed on multiple occasions okay interesting and then <laughs> he's, uh, he's talking to him like a psychiatrist those, those events that stand out in particular Okay. Was there a major we'll... event that, that you were involved with? No. Um, I, yeah, I think probably. No. I'm gonna say it's within a week or two mm -hmm. before that event that uh, 
we're <laughs> about to get to, I had probably the clearest sighting of all. Um, and it was pretty cool because I actually, I saw lights on the bottom of a craft and I wanted to say, and first it was in broad daylight. So, um, you know, I got a pretty good look at it. I hope this guy's got more than I saw some stuff. Were, uh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Got some pictures, like we some video. It I was mean, 2002. Cameras um, didn't exist. A, Greer's witnesses are usually saucer, pretty good. Saucer-shaped craft. And uh, underneath it, there were uh, three distinct lights, I remember, that just kept... Uh, the side of the craft said Air Canada. <laughs> there was some weird uh, flicking motion going on with these lights but uh -huh. then at one point they stopped uh -huh. and i was looking and there was there was nothing i can there, see why he was in the coast guard like, not something else yeah, yeah his uh his sense base, of like perspective and awareness isn't great it just <laughs> appeared to be a solid also if there was an emergency it would take him 45 craft, minutes to get know, it out i just i thought that was the interesting ship how is. It was lighting up like uh, uh, on fire. And was this when you Back were on the ship? Uh, Guam, uh, uh, this was um, on. It was actually on the small boat, um, okay. one of the the ribs, the RHIs. We called them rigid hull inflatables. Mm -hmm. I was out on a patrol just outside the harbor, and um, that yeah, we were on a small boat. <laughs> <laughs> we took the small boat out. And then there was a. Do you know if those were tracked on radar or, or responded to in any way by the military? That, I'm not sure. Um, That's a no. <laughs> I forgot to ask. I don't know what more this guy's going to be able to give. I was on at the time. We right. actually didn't have radar. We had sonar. <laughs> what? Is, oh, this okay. is before radar was invented <laughs> back in 2002. But um, as far as radar, I couldn't tell you or not if they were tracked or if they showed up. Okay. There, but I do know for a fact, despite what um, I've heard from other people's stories, we did actually log it every time we would see one of these. All right, first point um, for him. There's a note. Or flying saucers, whatever, mm -hmm. what have you. We would definitely, you know, mark it down and log it as a contact. So, did, do you know what happened to those logs? I burned them. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Oh, he doesn't know. They're all okay. handwritten logs. Mm -hmm. Okay. As, as far as I know, they weren't they're gone. Like um, I ate them. <laughs> digitized or you know computerized. Okay. So. So now let's get into this uh, major event that happened. Tell me what the uh, what, how that day started, how the whole event uh, began to unfold. I woke up just from the beginning. To eat breakfast. Okay. So yeah, the oh, day. Oh, you mean that event? The, the day in the question here. Um, it started out like a normal Tuesday would. We had uh, we knew ahead of time that we had sailing orders. We, we were to uh, leave at zero eight hundred. I still remember this. Eight a.m. for non-military folks. For those fucking stupid civilians, in case you can't decipher his code. So um, he went. He left at eight hundred o'clock. Just. Yeah because of how old the equipment was and everything. Um, Good to know that our Coast we Guard's were, run down. Why are both you know, these guys acting like they've never had a conversation been, with a human? 
Because they probably have it. They're the aliens. This is the reveal. Yeah. Last set sail. Live. Had the ability to. So we were due, well, well overdue to go out and do our our standard drills and training because we have a certain quota that we have to meet every month for um, like fire drills, man overboard drills, (laughs) man um, overboard general quarters. You know, man throw someone off. It's like, all right, save them. So. yeah, we started out, and um, that's what our day consisted of. I don't, I don't know if this dude took drills. one too many Xanax or, gonna, he, I, or he needs a Xanax. I was just yeah, about to say. I, about all right, hold on. We're going to pause this for month. a second. Have they spoken before? I mean, I'm pretty sure he's known this dude for a while. Didn't you say that he did? Like, Yeah, I think this has been an insider he's had for a while. I, th- I think this is technically just the first time he's being... Recorded. <laughs> well, it being released publicly, but I mean, I get the guy being nervous, but like, you have unlimited reshoots. He... I also would have assumed they would have written up a rundown of some sort. Well, that's the weird thing to me is Greer doesn't seem to be steering the conversation very much. Maybe he's doing that intentionally so it doesn't seem like he planted ideas in the guy's head. But I'm sure he's trying to. But he better get to. Yeah, he's got to uh, uh, move this point. along in some form or fashion. Yeah, he, he's got to spur the horse. A bit. The fuck is us? Oh, Little passenger plane. Is that a fucking alien? <laughs> yes. It's like, oh god, they're coming. I'm about to interview Jay. <laughs> it's a fucking plane, so, stupid. No, they don't usually fly this way, though. The independent yeah, they, ones. They go Is that there. an Al Qaeda flyer? Murky on, but I can definitively say it was sometime around between October and December. <laughs> I thought he was going to give a time during the day, not, not multiple <laughs> months. I had a five to nine window. So I know that we were we were just wrapping up um, our last drill for the day, and we were um, getting ready to uh, head back to the harbor and, you know, more up at the pier. And... Uh, all I know is uh, then we ended up getting a call from, uh, uh, I found this out later. He sounds CEO. traumatized. Yeah, this yeah, fucked him officer up. had gotten a call. This might be severe PTSD, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be. All those buoys really um, fucked him up, huh? <laughs> and I'm not exactly sure what was relayed in that call, but there was... It was to the point where we they sounded the general quarters alarm, which is, you know, like man your battle stations and they said It's just a bunch of squirt uh, guns. I did intercom like this is not a drill. This is super soakers to full pump. This is not a drill. Man your battle stations. Is that to spray? How we got this dude's gonna fight aliens and the ship don't even have radar? Yeah. Where uh, he's, he's rocking like a 1948 ship, and they're like, fuck it, we'll take him on. Yeah, it sounds like he was sailing on, on the fucking Santa Maria or something. The steamboat. And he's just in charge of the anchors, more or less. <laughs> but I, something is off-putting about him, not necessarily in a negative way. but No, in a, he's just, he's wildly awkward. I think he's very nervous, which I can I can relate to that, but... I mean, if he's been around this long and has refused to come out publicly, then yeah, he's probably petrified. Well, I'm hoping there's a giant twist in this story that would explain his uh, unease. In the this. aliens were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yeah, in this circumstance. 
Because if all he's going to say is he saw a fucking flying craft. Yeah, this is going to be a pretty short day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chaos and <laughs> panic ensuing because we weren't really used to that kind of thing as a buoy tender out there. Mm-hmm. Buoy tender. So he was so the bitch ship. Up... Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I, I can remember there was, at the time, there was only one vessel that was in sight of us. Like, there was just, I just remember there was open ocean around us, and there was one... As there tends to be. ...vessel that was mm-hmm. in the distance, and we started heading towards it. Okay. So, um... And that's it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. As we got For some reason, Dr. Greer looks uncomfortable, too. <laughs> did they have, like, I an... O- did someone fart in the middle of this or something? Like, <laughs> what is going on? Flying in the area. I guess you could say kind of shadowing it, but... Um... So the, you know, I, the I craft wasn't really was sure what was going on. Shadowing the other boat. And... Uh-huh. So we... The closer we got, the then I realized... <laughs> There yeah, was he's either trying to remember it on the spot, um, or he I is it was just making it up as he goes. Maybe. They had a very large metallic object that was, I don't know if it was tangled Anything or good from the chat? <laughs> stuck in their net. Not really. They were kind of dragging it along with them. They caught a UFO? And they weren't stopping. That seems to be what he's implying. Even though apparently they had been given orders to stop. All right, now and, this uh, is now going. we're now it's getting juicy. Yeah, we we're fishing they were, for they UFOs. Like, trying to get away because they were moving really slow, but they like we couldn't get them to stop. So uh, yeah, we were. That kind of took a while to um, to finally get the story get out <laughs> of your fucking mouth. Yeah, it's taking him 20 years to relay it. <laughs> Damn, she was kind of tough. And a couple officers that were on the boarding team. Those six um, years of buoy hunting really <laughs> fucked them up. I remember, I remember seeing one or two of them on board. Like it looked like they were arguing, but I think there was a, a little bit of a language barrier, so I'm not sure how we were communicating with them. Between a the, translator. But yeah, he's from Canada. I couldn't understand so a goddamn your, your word. Officers boarded the fishing vessel. Okay, so I think yes. that's that's what we're and talking about here. They got them to stop. Talking about yes. Is, okay, and the the members. Uh, I'm going to try and condense this guy's story so yeah, I, everyone can follow along here. He was on a boat. There was a boat, another ship off in the distance. I would assume a Guam native boat. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on the Coast Guard boat. They see something shiny and metallic over the other boat. They go over there, and they're now boarding the boat to talk with the, I assume, fishermen or whatever that are on the other craft. And that's that's what he's talking about there, there being a difference in... Yeah, that seems to be what's being implied. Now, that could have been said in two sentences. Yeah, it didn't, yeah, it didn't necessarily <laughs> need to take that long to come out, but I guess we all get there our own way. It, it's, it feels like it's building up to something very traumatic. I'm going to assume this is nerves from what he's going to reveal, because that would make more sense. I mean, someone has to, like, have been, like, eviscerated in front of his eyes <laughs> for him to get a, this a laser gun to <laughs> fucking justify his long ass, like... <laughs> hey, man, what happens on the, st- the sea stays with you. Then what happened? 
He touched okay. me. <laughs> At some point in all... So to the island. Well, okay, by the time we had gotten... Like, really Jesus close, Christ. Probably within 100 feet of the vessel... God, I don't we were told to stand down from the GQ, the general quarters. Um, so, and in addition to that, everyone was ordered inside everyone was ordered to go inside the ship no one was to come out interesting until further instructions so um i'm gonna attribute this to him seeming nervous because he's he's either that or autistic (laughs) i thought that too but that happened right before the um the two officers had boarded their vessel Okay. How would he see them board if he was sent inside before they boarded? We'll never know. And <laughs> just complete we'll just silence on both ends. You know, I thought he's um, break down fine. crying for an hour. Like, damn, next, it's next, tough. Next, next, next. Oh, is he crying? Just, it looks like oh, it. yeah. Holy yeah, shit. He's crying? Dude is crying. Yeah. What a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, they need to explain what <laughs> happened. happened? Yeah, yeah, so they, need to, they need to explain what happened to this dude because he's crying like 15 minutes in and he hasn't given a valid reason to be crying yet. I, I think your touch me story kind of holds truth. Yeah, this is uh, it's got very fucked. it's very strange. There's a weird energy in the room between those two. Like, like I'm uncomfortable when I'm yeah, watching this on a yeah, laptop. This isn't fun. Like there's <laughs> there's points where the guy stops talking and there's just pure silence for ten seconds. Like there's no there's no talking from Greer or what's his name? It was uh, Shannon, Shannon, Lee. Shannon Shannon Lee. Yeah, I can't tell if they like look Shannon Gay <laughs> tried this once and he just fell apart really quick and they had to reset. I don't know. I guess All right, let's see why he's crying. Let's, let's see, see why he's crying. Why bitch boy's crying. So once we finally got them to stop and everything, um, again, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, uh, you know, what was said or, you know, how they got them to do that. But um, they probably said something like, "Hey, stop the, the boat." The, <laughs> the chat is all just about how and, nervous he um, seems. Yeah, we didn't do the whole oh, course of guy. that last um, general quarter drill. We didn't have. Any comms for whatever reason. I think he put his name bridge. to this. We didn't have any communications. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, two of the headsets weren't working, so I ended Goddamn up being scalar the, weapons. the messenger Fuck. between the engine. Oh, room and oh, okay, the okay. He's the messenger. You and never kill them. So, I, <laughs> well, next thing I remember is we were given the order to fire up the emergency generator, which was um, for emergencies. That's the one that that's what we had to do to. Uh, Use the boom to do buoy operations. It was it was a backup generator, but it was also for the as the, the name implied. The yeah, like I said. <laughs> so um, something bad had to happen to this dude. And then we I'm assuming we're about to get an abduction story. Net that we were gonna watch um, it. Not nice. we had orders to retrieve it. All right, hold on, pause, so we can take bets here. Uh, I'm gonna put my money on all the people on the the fisherman ship are dead. They're just horribly mutilated. That would make sense. I could see the ETs killing everyone involved somehow. Now, if, if I kind of like the fact that he was abducted and he got touched a little bit, <laughs> that would explain why he's crying. If I had to guess, I I could see you know a smuggling boat with a bunch of people getting killed on it. If if that's the direction this takes, I mean, I would assume that and a little bit of uh, they they told me they were going to kill me. 
Oh, that's a good. That's a safe bet. Anything. Yeah, the the you have to be quiet or we're gonna kill your whole family. Because uh, sure. the way this dude is acting, there's either some severe PTSD we haven't been clued into yet, or someone told him they would kill him if he said anything. Because he's wildly too nervous to be. Because there's no one else in this room. The emotion I, does not match the story. He's too nervous to have not told us anything. Well, it's yeah. just like I could get if you were nervous in front of a big crowd, but like. There's probably four people there. Yeah, it's him, Greer, and whoever's operating the camera and the boom mic, probably. Yeah, so he seems a little overly nervous. The bombshell's coming. Prepare your buoys. So, the um, butcher's coming? <laughs> that's basically what we started doing. Was There was a team... Um, there was six officers, and there was two enlisted... God, I was chat's one of the supportive. two enlisted guys <laughs> that were part of this team that were um, allowed to go outside and help mm-hmm. to uh, lift this thing out of the water. And um, the, the first thing we had to do was um, they basically just cut away their net that was around it, you know. <laughs> I'm sure they probably weren't. So he's saying they literally fished one of these things out of the the ocean. Yes, it sounds that way. They literally caught a UFO with, Fuck with their yeah, fishing bro. Van. How could that thing be moving in the ocean but get caught by a net? It was a very strong net. <laughs> it was a very, <laughs> very solid Teflon. The, the people in Guam make some quality nets, yeah, I'm Guamese sure. Guamese nets be hid different. <laughs> yeah. But from Super everything, high quality. From everything I've heard, the only way they're flying in the water was anti-gravity, and I believe uh, the net would not hold up well. They didn't account for the net, man. They didn't. It's like yeah. in science where it turns out the water kills the aliens. Is that like how uh, how our early radar supposedly fucked up the alien ships, and that's like how we got Roswell and whatnot? Yeah, they didn't account for it was our so, rudimentary technology. Yeah, it was so dumb. They didn't think anyone would be using it still. Like, oh, we didn't think anybody used nets still. What the fuck is this? All right, so a bunch of fishermen caught a UFO, and there's no pictures. Yeah, and it's. I guess he, it seems like he's implying this kind of became their job was fishing these out of the water, or at least on this day. Yeah, I can't imagine how many times he did this. <laughs> Another UFO That's stuck in the net. <laughs> Happy about that, but um, at the same time, it was just it was a tangled mess, and um, so yeah, we just ended up cutting their net away. Um, no one gives a fuck about the net. Talk so, about the goddamn craft. Get to the point. <laughs> First things I really noticed is whatever this object was. It ruined the net. <laughs> it was floating. That net was never so used again. some buoyant properties to it. He is an expert on buoys. Yeah. It's his specialty. The, <laughs> the size, the shape of it. All right, so um, it floats. Describe the size and shape. Yeah, no, no, um, <laughs> I just so did. It was a. I want to say it was probably about the size of a buoy. Between maybe <laughs> twenty-five to thirty feet. It That's was pretty fucking big. That's a, yeah, it's a one-person like fighter. It was a, and they caught it in a net. That's his drawing. His or, all right. Hold on. Pause this. Pause his drawing. His drawing looks like a yarmulke. <laughs> like that. It looks like an unopened clam. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's the giant clam. Except it's white. I got to say it's not white power. Overwhelmingly impressive. I mean, he literally just like drew a flattened oval. 
Yeah. Yes, it looks like a pistachio. Oh, There's yeah, like right. a little line in the middle yeah. where you can crack it open. Like a deflated football. <laughs> Tom Brady's at it again. Oh, no. <laughs> Call it. Um, it had a very dull... Much like your story. Yeah, a very dull, <laughs> silverish color, I guess. If that makes any sense. Yes. <laughs> um, like it wasn't polished. Get to the point. Um, and it. I mean, if it was an actual craft, it, it must have been a crash. Weird. Yeah. It didn't seem to give off any uh, reflective properties or anything. And what time of the day was this now? Not shiny this silver. Is it's also known as gray. I'm say late afternoon. Eh. Okay. You know, I'm going to say around like maybe 4 p.m. ish, <laughs> I'd say. Would you? We uh, started getting it on board, like retrieving it out of the water. And you were above board, and the others were below. This is the longest I've ever heard someone explain how they pulled something out of the water. (laughs) Yeah, I understand that that process. I'm not. Yeah, that's why you were allowed up. Yeah, yeah, I was later um, told that that's the reason why, because you know, I definitely was confused and asked that question like why me i'm just a junior enlisted and mm-hmm. the other enlisted guy why had, I me mean, he was only <laughs> like i was an e3 at the time a fireman and he was an e4 he was a quartermaster third class um so yeah that's is he forgetting what he's saying? No, I yeah, I think he's forgetting mid-sentence. That's why I think so goddamn long. officers, I think all of the officers Which had goes that. with the nervous angle. Like, if you're that nervous and you get a huge adrenaline dump, you just, you'll forget everything. That's what it's, adrenaline does. It's either that or this vet pre-gamed a little too hard. You think he could just be trashed? Well, because he's not slurring, so I don't know if he's drunk, but he sound it, that, that Magic cadence. Magic his mind. Well, that cadence is just... The stilted... Li- it'd be... I'd understand nervousness if he was like mumbling or muttering, but he's just stops talking for long periods of time. And it seems like it's one thing to be nervous to talk. It's another one. You seem to be actively trying to recall what you were saying. It kind of seems like he was expecting Greer to sort of uh, steer the conversation a bit more. So when he pauses, he's expecting Greer to jump in because Greer's a fucking autistic alien himself. He doesn't know how to have a conversation. Yeah, Mm. this dude thought he was going to be color commentary, not leading the the game play-by-play. Yeah, he's he's a solo act right now. It's just a be an officer, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so what What ensued then after you saw this in the net and they cut it loose? What happened? Killed them. So, um, I went back inside. So we went to cut yeah, the net. Ended up, <laughs> and when they have me cut a net, they um, usually give me a knife. So but I didn't have the knife this time. Grab, I used my teeth. A variety of materials. To, to cut the net? The main things that we use to help... Um, create like a harness to lift it. Oh my god, they're literally just talking about how they cut the net to make it a harness. Oh my god. I don't like being mean to this dude. No, me neither. What the fuck is going on? I, I, listen, I, I suffer from anxiety. I get it, but holy fucking shit. This is a wreck. I'm almost gonna start blaming Dr. Greer here in a minute because like, <laughs> I understand the physics of pulling something out of the water. It's, 
it's the craft I'm curious about here. Well, that's everything <laughs> they've gone into detail about is the shit no one gives a fuck yeah, about. Like, I it, don't, it was a great net. Yeah. It was a the, very big net. Like, we, we forgot the harness, so we had to improvise. So It we, was a great net. We, we cut the net. What about the fucking alien craft they caught? Yeah, Talk I like, about that. I like how that's what he's got more memory of at the moment is like how they built the harness to pull it out of the water. Outside of, like, you pulled a UFO out of the water. Well, it's also, like, we can imagine. You probably tied something around it and lifted it up. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, like, it doesn't I, take. <laughs> I understand the physics of pulling things out of the water. We've been doing that for quite a while. Yeah, how about the, the <laughs> anti-gravity craft that you're... Uh, it's not important. I'm going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very unimpressed. They, at the very they least, should have edited this for uh, brevity. The mesh ladders. Yeah, play it back at 1.5 or something. <laughs> would, uh, throw over the side of the ship. Sometimes, like, if someone was to go out for a dive or swimming and then to climb back up on board. Who just jumps off board um, to go swimming when you're yeah, on, like, patrol? Quite a bit of that material. Motherfucker be wild. The Coast Guard. Very Coast Guard's crazy. Tough, very strong. And um, we ended up... I wasn't actually one of the ones that was out on the water doing that. I actually I was, was on, on that boat that day, day. so <laughs> what I'm hearing is third account. Three officers that were... Um, worked on maneuvering this material underneath the craft in the water and then <laughs> just uh, unnecessary sure details <laughs> yeah holy Got shit it to where it looked like it would I feel like I'm reading Pride oh, and Prejudice but, <laughs> but there's no plot it's just, <laughs> it's just some dude on his coast guard patrol just dragging on yeah like I I I get Greer might be trying to let this dude work his way through it but yeah, corral the man. Come on now. Listen, you're... there's a reason Dave and Corey were so popular. They got they got mic presence. They had a one two. <laughs> they yeah. had that combo. Hooking the harness we had made to the boom. And Right. To the moon. Alright, so, he he does have <laughs> the twitchiness of a veteran. It. I will give yeah. him that. The the hand movements like maybe something this exploded near him. Heavy. Yeah. Now I could Tell you, um, right. that was the first we description we got. It's heavy, some pretty heavy buoys. I, I <laughs> it's a buoy. I love his frame of his frame of reference is buoy weights. It's everything. it was about three and a half buoys. Yeah, it was uh, the craft was about <laughs> 10 buoys wide and about two buoys deep. <laughs> I also like that his, yeah, his first description was it's heavy. Like, I well, I would have expected that. I mean, fox, sure, that checks out. <laughs> 14,000 pounds, and then there was the 18,000 pound ones. That is heavy. That is pretty and, fucking heavy. Yeah. Um, it's impressive that would float. This went, it's a big weight. I could tell by how f far oh, to that's the a good left point. Hold on. we were listing. The fact the that it floats it's impressive. does indicate something about how it's built. Yeah, because when the, uh, like when the capsules... It would have to be like hollow inside if that's the case. Yeah, probably. And like when the capsules come back from the space missions and whatnot, they... They float for quite a while. They're built because they're airtight, so yeah. as long as you don't sink to the bottom in it, you're fine. But that does that is an interesting thing. I wonder if that's I don't know if he'll get into this, but it'd be interesting to know if that's a material thing. Like it's just built out of some really weird metal. Or yeah, if it's I mean it's obviously hollowed out if someone was flying in it. Yeah. But and yeah, I guess the, the surface area of the craft is enough that it allows it to stay at the surface of the water. Yeah, but I would assume it's probably pretty well preserved. I guess we'll find out. That this was way heavier than that. Way heavier. Um, heavier than the eighteen thousand pound one. Yeah, that, that's my main reference I could mm -hmm. use for um, the weight that I knew 
that was capable of. Okay. So, yeah, I'm wanting to say it was about a, we were listed to the side on about angle, I'd say, if I had to guess. So, um, it was pretty heavy. <laughs> I think we've gathered we that. Up, um, surprisingly, I had my doubts. We swung it up over uh, the main buoy deck and we we got it. <laughs> oh, we got it. And how close did Ooh. you get to it? Verbal skills are a little lacking. I touched it. I was right oh, there. He what touched did, it. What did it feel like and what did you observe? Please say close? metal. Okay. Um, so actually I think I was the very first one that did touch it because um, well I crying again <laughs> I, I did I, I pounded on it like just to see like if it was solid you know was it Hello? Something inside. <laughs> Anyone and in there? It gave off a very deep thud sound with a slight echo. So that told me that um, yeah. it was hollow to some degree. Mm -hmm. There was definitely some kind of cavity in there. Could it be scratch? I think you mentioned that you know someone tried to yeah, tell uh, me about that. Yeah. Um, whatever this uh, metal was, it, it was like perfect it just it would not scratch and adamantium myself that would make sense i remember another officer as well um we we have we, we had four concrete weights that we kept on the um ship just for buoyancy to balance it out mm -hmm. of course. so there were little uh, chunks that would break off so i took one of those broken chunks and just tried the alien. You know, knocking, scratching. All right, hold on. What an asshole. What do we... Hey, yeah. he, he gets what he thinks is an alien craft on his ship and just immediately starts trying to fuck it up. Yeah. How can we break this? Something that would... Uh, uh, maybe the most historic discovery of all time, if I'm, true. I am surprised that he had superiors on board. Allow and, him? <laughs> well, yeah, and when they pulled this thing out of the water, immediately just went like, hey, see if you can scratch it. Yeah, just start hitting it with shit. Not just like, I think we need to call the CIA. Do you think he may have been chosen because of his lack of verbal abilities? Yeah. They figured uh, if someone was going to get the story out, it wouldn't be him? I mean, that is a little in a similar vein to the Bob Lazar thing where you would take somebody who knows what they're doing but doesn't have enough uh, credibility publicly to pose a danger if they start talking yeah they actually prove so having him be a little more naive was probably a little more convenient if something really crazy popped out because i think like nah he it's like his first day on the job he's a nut job yeah it was it was amazing we could not put a mark on it wow mm -hmm. were there any openings <laughs> oh, wow. or windows or maybe dr greer uh, took his annie too fucking ben stein the moisturized commercial was it seamless that had no alien craft or... there was wow no seams at all no seams no point of going in or out of it no way to get which in is something bob lazar see. said as well That's i believe yeah completely smooth. well bob lazar even before 3d printing was a thing pretty much implied that it was 3d printed yeah it was made in like one fell swoop basically yeah, which would make sense if you got 3D printing to that point. We're already 3D printing parts for spaceships and shit. 
And so you mentioned it was about 25, 30 feet across. How high was it? How thick? <clears throat> Just an estimate. I wanted to say probably maybe 8 to 10 feet. Mm -hmm. So that's got to be for a short yeah. entity. Yeah. So were the rest of the crew allowed to ever come up and see it? Um, no. So um, once you retrieved it, then what happened? Well, we... Oh, hey, they finally did a we cut. Had, uh, got it on board, we had to uh, then cover again. it. <laughs> we took a bunch of tarps, and uh, we had to cover it before we took it back into the harbor, for one thing. No uh -huh. one said anything? Also, while this was going... Well, hey, what, what's that 30-foot thing you have covered in tarps on your boat? Don't worry I mean, about it. You know what's <laughs> funny is this is almost a little like underwater Roswell, because that's kind of yeah. what they did there, was they just like picked the craft up, like covered it with a few tarps. Put and just, it on a, a truck. And... Yeah, and just drove it back. Like, nothing to see here, folks. Nope, nope, nothing at all. You're right. This does kind of, this is very Roswell-ish. Yeah. Like the only a, thing that's that's uh, waiting to come out is if there's anything in there. I think I think we're getting to that. There has to be something to explain this level of, because I definitely. Anxiety? Yeah, it's definitely twitchiness. I don't think he's particularly zooted at this point. I think he's just, because he's got the hand motions of, like, someone who served in Iraq and saw too many bombs go off next to him. <laughs> he's a little twitchy. Yeah, he's got the IED fingers. <laughs> On one of the officers, this was before we even lifted it out of the water, um, one of the officers had gone by all of the windows and portholes and had taped cardboard over it. And, um, which was not something that had ever happened. And, you know, it's the best he could do to cover the windows something. was cardboard? It's military-grade cardboard. <laughs> yeah. do they, they don't the have, like, a, the pull-down thing, like, on an airplane? Yeah, this one would be clearer that people don't get yes, confused. Please, and, make him be clearer, uh, Dr. Greer. <laughs> yeah, I'm begging you. A lot of guys were complaining, like, what's this about? And, well, you know, he's just like, oh, sorry, captain's orders. And <laughs> I like that the crews are like, hey, what's the, like, thing we pulled out of the water? Ah, I don't know. Captain's orders. Yeah, go, go, go back out. inside yeah. where it's you a, can't see outside. It's above my pay grade. Put up more <laughs> Drop cardboard. Drop it, give me 20. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I've never heard of the, you're not usually allowed to object. Yeah, or just the, they don't have some sort of protocol for, like, I it, putting all the, the sailors inside and covering the windows with cardboard does not seem... Like the the military course of action. Yeah, no. It seems a little insulting to the intelligence of our of our soldiers. It's essentially a military version of like, hey, look over there. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> like there's definitely nothing going outside, guys. But you can't come out. And we're gonna cover it with a tarp. Yeah. So I guess this was probably one of the only, I don't know, two or three dudes who actually saw it. I guess. Sounds like it. But yeah, once again, there's gotta be a bigger reveal because because that's not enough to get you. He's really going to get in the craft and fly it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it's his craft This all is along. just about how he went MIA. Yeah. <laughs> he, he went AWOL with an alien craft. What was the conversation craft. like, if any, of the officers? In Very the slow and stilted. Uh, <laughs> A lot of crying. He saw this object. What were people saying or exclaiming or what happened? Well, I Holy mean, we fucking were... shit. <laughs> Why is there cardboard? I mean, I think they were just as amazed as I was. I mean, that whole scenario, even thinking back now, I mean, it was just surreal. It 
didn't seem like it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that is and, what that word means. Mm-hmm. You know, they felt the same way. So I don't think there was any of them that were like in on something that, mm-hmm. like, I think that we were all pretty much clueless, like what the heck this thing was. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the general consensus among all of us is like, hey, it's one of those UFOs that we always see. <laughs> that's a, did, uh, a pretty uh, mundane a reaction. Of yeah. Where yeah. you were on the ocean, where you, where you picked it up, about what your location was? Um, there was a lot of water. <laughs> I can tell you it was probably maybe no more than 20 miles off the mouth of the harbor. Southwest it, of Guam, which it, stretch? It was, it was south. Ah, towards the Marianas Trenches. Yes. So, yes. It, yeah, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Well, this is or is it a coincidence? I, yeah, I, da, da. I was about to say, yeah. are they going to like imply that the Marianas Trench is like a... The, like the a, entrance point? Yeah, like a freeway to the inner earth or something? If there was going to be a place that it would be, that would make sense. I mean, it is pretty unexplainable by most of our science. We also haven't explored the vast majority of it because it's so fucking deep. Like, all light just disappears after a certain point. Well, and then the pressure just crumples anything we try and put down there. Except for this craft. Um, okay. Oh, James so Cameron just lost you that. You have it on the ship <laughs> and you're... What, what ensued following that? Okay. I peed on so, it and then I hit um, it with some more rocks and they shot us. We made it back into the um, harbor uh-huh. and by the time we got back to the pier, I remember there was just this whole team, this whole crew of people waiting. And yeah, this sounds exactly like Roswell. A lot yeah. of camouflage. And I noticed. I think you nailed it with underwater Roswell. And I mean, that's not really surprising because there's a huge Air Force base Mm -hmm. in Guam. That's all it is, really. It's a huge Navy base and an Air Force base on the north end of the island. Mm -hmm. But there was. Got to keep our bombs somewhere. Yeah, a lot of of guys wearing camos, which sticks out because. Especially, camo would not help in that scenario. Yes, ironically enough, camo sticks out as a sort of an oxymoron of the sentence we tied up and they just like kicked us all out basically there wasn't much uh hanging around or chatter they just wanted us gone Mm -hmm. and um which was interesting because usually there was um kind of a little ritual we would have to do first with a lot of cleaning involved and I thought he meant like satanic ritual. I was about to say this is <laughs> gonna get good. They got jerk down. off in the ship. We'd go underway, and then we would have to come back, and we would have to untie everything. Right. There was just a whole lot of uh, usual procedures that were just skipped, and they were basically just like, "All right, you know, see you, come back tomorrow." I like how he acts like and, there should uh, be procedure for pulling a UFO out of the water. Yeah, turn it, turn to the UFO yeah. page in your manual. What's the guidebook say on this one? I'm not sure what the protocol is here. <laughs> but the the eight of us were uh, told we had to be uh, we had to go to a special debriefing that next morning. Special is right. And you're now referring to eight of you that retrieved the disc. I guess that's kind of similar to Fravor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what was that like? And where did that take place? 
Yeah, that took place at um, Marsec, which is the um, it's the Coast Guard. Uh, what you call it, the shore station mm-hmm. within the, the harbor. So, that yeah, that took place. Um, Was it on a boat in a building? In the, uh, the, Maybe. The XO of Marsex. It was, it's it was a station. It might office. be a building. Executive officer. The executive officer, mm-hmm. yes. And who else was there? The president. So, yeah, we Elvis, showed up that day. Tupac, there was George W. A, Bush. It was a one or two star um, Navy admiral. Was the um, that was his Yelp reviews? Like, <laughs> he was a two star admiral in the room. Along, there were a few other officers present. Um, Coast Guard, though, that was the only Navy guy that I remember. Do you remember his name? That I do not. Okay. Um, I thought the Navy was, or the Coast Guard was like yeah, an offshoot I of the Navy. Quote me on this. I, I thought it was its own thing. Kind of? Might have been. No, I think it is its own thing, but I thought it was like a cousin to the Navy. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Like, they do the jobs that are too mundane for the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> the commander of the Pacific Fleet at the time there's um it was an admiral it was yeah. it was an admiral okay and who else was there besides how many it's people Colonel were Sanders. there eight he of you, and captain admiral crunch and <laughs> he's the highest ranking member of our military um there was besides the admiral i'm wanting to say there was maybe he means david robinson <laughs> he's a huge spurs fan <laughs> yeah, the admiral was there part of the debriefing and do you know any of their names or recall them? Of course not. Um, the names, no, although <laughs> one of them was the executive officer of Marsec. Okay. And your commanding officer was there, presumably? Yes. Mm-hmm. They, and yes, why, what was his name? Uh, he was Lieutenant Commander Corson. Okay. And do you know the names of any of the other, of the eight of you that were there, the other enlisted man or any of the other officers? Yes. Okay. And what were they? They were, um, okay, there was... I understand why this is pertinent, but do we really need the list of the names of these people? Yeah, it's not like you're going to say a name and be like, oh, him. Yeah, like, I understand that this adds context, but, like, I think it was implied that he was on a real ship with people. It also would have been nice if he had gotten those names ahead of time and then went and tried to interview those people to cross-reference their story with what we're getting from uh, Shannon Lee. Yeah. Ranks right. There was Ensign Ryan. There was Ensign Pikachu. Pikachu, okay. There was <laughs> Lieutenant JG Wentworth. <laughs> I was about to say. Maybe he did have some big names. Quartermaster <laughs> uh, Third Class Bel- Belial. Belial? Like and Satan? There was. D- damn. <laughs> I guess there was a reason he asked. <laughs> what a cast. Okay. And that's all I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. I might have. I've made it. make up for now. Before, so <laughs> if there's any I'm leaving. No, out, he's not making it up. It'd be smoother if he was making it up. Refer to that list. Okay. I made a few years Maybe back. the doc shot him up okay. with sodium pentothal and before And did this. you actually <laughs> see the crap being taken away or no? You were. No. Okay. And. And did you hear what happened to it? No. And 
then no where else does this go? <laughs> really talking about it after that. At least the we Smithsonian? weren't supposed to. Um, so uh, during the de debriefing, they uh, um, now we we weren't threatened with death or anything. I've heard some. Then why are you so damn twitchy? <laughs> stories from other people that were, you know, threatened with guns and bullets and guns and bullets. <laughs> they usually go together, but yeah. okay. No, I was made to sign a non-disclosure agreement. He was just threatened we with guns. And, they they uh, would throw them at him. Just, it just um, tortured me for like five specifically hours. Specifically instructed that, um, you know, this is, you know, above top secret, I think was how they worded it. And the explanation we were given was uh, this was an experimental naval craft. So and Sounds like a good ruse. Is it possible that's which, just the answer, though? Which my uh, commanding Maybe. officer? Why would you make a one-person submarine? Up and objected hmm. to this to an admiral <laughs> at the debriefing. So I was really proud of that. You know that. Uh, what did he say? Um, Good job, son. <laughs> he used the word bullshit mm -hmm. at, right. at one point. In regards to what um, part? Yeah, I think yeah, that's a very important I think detail. The experimental he part is the snap right back at him, and you know, said that <laughs> we see these things all the time, and he even he he gave some some dates, some references of you know, on such and such date we had observed this. And well, you this, said there was a log. It's like you know, at one point we don't have anything that can do this, and. Uh, how do you spell your commanding officer's last name? I should have called him. Say <laughs> C O R S O N. Okay. It could be E N. But, okay. Um, well, that narrows what it down. Else did the, the admiral was conducting the briefing or, or he speaking. Was the, yes, he was the one that did the speaking, really. And, and what else did the admiral say? So yeah, when to that the admiral very calmly <laughs> just told him that he would be um, glad to, to speak with him afterwards, after mm -hmm. everyone else was dismissed, and um, apparently they did. Speaking involves using the mouth. And, and <laughs> the CO stayed behind. And what, did you ever find out from your CO what the Admiral told him privately? Um, they fucked him. <laughs> he didn't get any more answers, I know that. Mm -hmm. I did speak with him because um, I think uh, me and me and the CEO, we were we were pretty close. I think even before this incident, like um, it, this isn't like an aircraft carrier mm -hmm. or something where you have to like put in a request if you want to speak with the captain. I don't. I don't want to know about the day to day <laughs> yeah, bullshit. Of being Give me the answers, man. Holy shit! I don't need your diary. He, he was just a very approachable guy. Oh, well, that's good. So, that's great for him. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, what does that do with live anything? Conversations, especially afterwards. And what did he say in those? What what kind of what he, was his comments? And was he angry or what? He was very angry. I know he was. Um, and not just at being lied to, but he just felt that we were all put in danger in general by. Uh, pulling it out of the water because you know there's a lot of bad things that could happen if you over exert mm -hmm. that heavy machinery right what and, do you mean uh, your boat tips over there's only one <laughs> bad thing yeah 
Yeah. That's like the one bad thing. Does it seem like this is the first time he interviewed him? That's yeah. what I'm saying. It does. It feels yeah. like I don't know like why a, they would have held the one interview for this long, though. You would have just done a new one, but it feels like there should be a at least agreed upon agenda here, but neither of them know what it is. There's no rapport between the two. Cause he, cause Dr. Greer's not, doesn't seem like he's asking the questions he either should be asking or this is the first time and he's trying to just let him talk. Yeah, I think that's but what they're going for. But he would have confirmed the most important aspects of this story before bringing him on. Yeah. You would think they would have, uh, Beats laid out that like <laughs> just a list of you know like these are yeah. the five things you know, we like gotta a, like hit a, on like a proper interview with the, yeah. the yeah. things that matter. Tell us about I, your I, uniform. I, God, how much longer? He felt this? that the ship could have capsized, or what? What was his concern? Well, probably, yeah, probably capsize, or because of the way the cables were rigged that held the boom up, like if one of those were to snap with us on Cut board, I mean, half. it could easily have just chopped right through us. There yeah. it is. And See, I could tell this story. Yeah, you know. Hey, you want to the show? Time too. Like, I all your time out at sea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I spent <laughs> minutes at sea. We had no idea how heavy it was. Either. Right. Like they kind of, we just blindly were ordered to But didn't you just say it was like 14? Right. Can and, he, uh, no idea. <laughs> I'm so lost. We did. It was no idea. So were when, during this briefing, were they? You, you mentioned intimidating. Was the stance sort of a threatening stance and intimidating? Oh no, he was yeah, standing I, normally. I, I say this. <laughs> no. The morning of the debriefing. Maybe they should have given this guy a drink. <laughs> yeah, fuck. One of the scariest days of my life. Oh, okay, Just, there we go. First of all, because there was so much secrecy involved with the the window, the portholes being covered. Um, so, like, I knew this was big, and I, you know, I just it may have been a, a rational fear. I don't know, but I, I was convinced that you know they were you know gonna erase our memory or you know, <laughs> he was men in black. I was say he's gonna get men in black yeah. who knows there men in black so dot com <laughs> my head i seen that pretty important and um i was yeah i was terrified and um of what so yeah he, i mean he's just terrified in general yeah. well that is interesting because the first time he went over the debriefing he said they specifically never like threatened to kill me but he said it was intimidating. But now all of a sudden he's terrified, and this was the I call Cap the most terrifying days of like his life. Like he's this is some Cap, Your Honor. <laughs> yes, Your Honor, I present before the court. He's kind of Cap, bro. <laughs> I mean, because he's acting like someone threatened to kill him. Don't get me wrong; that would explain his wildly awkward mannerisms. Yeah, I don't know what else they could threaten. I mean, I guess they could threaten to take away his career or frame him for something or. Not his time. Not Sims his stars. His, his stars and stripes are the guard. <laughs> After he loses his job with the Coast Guard, he's got no hope. He's going to go be like a lifeguard. It's hard for a man to find purpose like that. <laughs> like uh, a the Coast Guard. Casting he, buoys. <laughs> it was a pretty intimidating experience, too. There was a lot of brass in that room. and um, Right, right. Brass plates. <laughs> yeah, huh? You know, as I said, it wasn't 
you know, if you, if you talk, we're going to kill you. But, um, you know, we know, just said that, you know, you could be charged with treason oh, okay. under right. the uh, UCMJ. And I think someone reminded, we all know that could carry up to the death penalty. That was mentioned. Right. So, kind of dummy falls for that. that <laughs> I'm like this fool. You realize if they do that, it would come out in public, right? And what it's was like the uh, when the Nigerian scammers demand green dot cards? What, what it said and what, what you signed? Um, I mean, the signed? gist of it, as it were. I do like that they just use yeah, NDAs now. Bit, More effective than um, violence. The preceding day's events uh, <laughs> basically never happened. Really? Yeah. Is there an expiration and, uh, date on that? I mean, I mean, he's talking about it now. Yeah. So we'll see if he goes missing or not. To never be mentioned again to absolutely no one. Okay. And it, you know, wife, family members, no one. Okay. And then, uh, you know, I think he, I seem to remember him making some attempt to make us feel like it was our patriotic duty like mm. to honor to keep your mouth shut uncle sam and, wants you to shut the, the fuck, fuck up, up. <laughs> you know i i don't know there was just something <laughs> all right hold on clip that audio i want i want that i i, I don't know <laughs> maybe he's just really afraid of going to jail <laughs> that could be it. My booty is mine. <laughs> yeah, that fool got who's afraid of getting prison raped. Look, he's ter he's clearly terrified of something I mean, coming from this. A good cheek busting. Yeah, he's, he's afraid be. of getting his cheeks busted. Oh yeah. <laughs> no man should have to have their cheeks busted. <laughs> Willingly. See how God, how much longer is this? He, he expressed We don't know. <laughs> it won't show us. That he felt this was Fucking inappropriate. God. Absolutely. And he was very vocal about it, right in front of the admiral, you know. And, yeah, and subsequent con uh, conversations afterwards. And he had also mentioned that, um, you know, all of the ship's logs had been taken mm -hmm. at the time, which is mm -hmm. no surprise, but... Um... Okay. <laughs> okay. And just and stops mid sentence. Is there anything else about the event or the aftermath and the debriefing de de that you recall that you think you want to share? Well, that's what's making me think this might be like a first take because. Was it damaged? Oh. This, this craft. Just stop talking. Did it have any uh, evidence of injury, damage? No, it was nothing visual that okay. I could see. I got emotionally damaged I mean, from the trauma. It didn't seem like it was. This NDA caused me. Uh. Possible to even scratch it, you know. Right. Who knows if a, if it was harder than diamond? Mm -hmm. But um, but was there any sound like coming from it or humming off? or anything? No, no, he tried to break no. off piece. Yeah. Oh. Any heat or coolness that was unusual? No. No. Okay. Not that I can recall. So it just seemed at that point it was inert. It was not in nothing operational about it. It was. That's correct. Sort of dead in the water, as it were. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Took him that long That's to get great. there. So then subsequently to this, I think you mentioned you'd had some conversations with some uh, other military personnel about this issue. and Quite separate from this event, you know, if you want to share any of that. No. No. Um, you'd mentioned the well, special forces <laughs> or people it's, who It's painfully slow. Yeah, they should have worked these well, kinks um, out beforehand. Another note, yeah. like when I so when I first got to the island, the um, island, the island, I had befriended a um, 
a Navy SEAL, basically. And oh. He was my only friend. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Damn. Shocking. That explains a good chunk. So, um, you know, we would... We started hanging out on a regular basis. Good we fuck. Would, uh, <laughs> our thing, especially on the weekends, we would go to the gym on base. Uh-huh, the gym. Is. Yeah. And um, so... The one thing that really stood out to me about this guy was, um, so we went to the, um, the, the, there was a club on base that was called Club Rumors. This is like listening to a and, drunk 17-year-old uh, girl tell you a story. <laughs> yes, a it's just, it goes nowhere. And, yeah. Uh, he just had a really down look on his face. And, uh, How long have you been for? Know, <laughs> so I asked him what was up and everything, and he he said something to the effect of like, what would you uh, say if I told you that I had, uh, I was a homosexual. He came back from the moon. All right. All right. We're done. All right. Dr. Now. Greer always gives the benefit right. of the doubt. He's got me back in. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that, was, right. that was his ship from the moon. So we got Navy seals on the moon. Uh, and Guam fishermen have caught a UFO. All right, now Fart. we're now we're turning it up. Now we're talking. Oh my god, we're right still back. fun going. Like, Let's go to the like, moon, bro. What a coincidence! I just got back from Mars, you know, mm -hmm. to kind of joke. And then he, oh, it was a know, joke. He didn't seem to <laughs> oh think that shit! Was funny. And uh, um, I, you know, he he seemed pretty pretty adamant there was something bothering him. And <laughs> well, he just came uh, back from the moon. Yeah. Yeah, show sick. Readjusting to gravity. That really stuck with me. Did he tell you what it was or any more detail? Well, yeah, I mean, I ended up saying, yeah, you know, tell me, buddy. He's like, well, you're not going to believe me anyway. And I told him, like, no, I'm, you know, I'm open-minded. I'm, you know, I know you're I'm open a man of integrity, so... Does sound like yeah, a gay hookup's about to start. It's getting... Didn't specifically say a whole why, but here. he said he had... <laughs> been on the moon for about two weeks naturally and did he say why how he got there or what he was doing looking for cheese good gave him a ride <laughs> it is funny that this goes is going a little there ssp yeah only so much he was willing to talk about mm -hmm. um but just the, the whole demeanor on his face and mm -hmm. uh yeah the, the uh, chat's was, popping off about the really ssp mm-hmm Vindication if, for if our it boys. Out like yeah. that was true, you know, I can totally get why he would be that way because mm -hmm. of what I have gone through for many years with this incident of my own. It's it's very stressful sometimes. You have All right, hold on. This dude pulled something out of the water. It was a very stressful pull, though. <laughs> the Navy SEAL just came back from the moon. There's a reason one's in the Coast Guard and one's a Navy SEAL. Yeah, there's, like, there's, there's levels to this shit. There's too many inter, interwinding fucking plot lines. I'm so fucking lost. No, I get his plot lines now. I just should have contacted the SEAL for his story. His story sounds way cooler. Yeah, I want to hear about the, the hitman on the moon. Maybe you can fucking uh, elaborate full sentences. No, there's something just <laughs> out of this world, mm -hmm. literally, and you're just not allowed to talk about it or else. That's how it works, yeah. It, it could be very <laughs> damaging right. to psychologically. So, you know, that that's why it really stuck with me because it seemed like he, he had 
he was really genuinely hurting. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't. And he just says hurting, but like, what did he have to do on the moon? I he had to fight new moon Nazis. That's the yeah. only thing I can think of. Because like, what else would we send Navy SEALs to the moon for if not to fight the the moon Nazis? Well, if I got drunk and had just come back from the moon, I'd be like, bro, you know where I was? <laughs> the fucking moon. The fucking moon, bro. I wouldn't come back. Like, oh my god, man, you know where I was? <laughs> They sent me to the moon. Unless, uh, maybe the moon sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just really boring. There, I don't know. There's something called, uh, it's like Paris syndrome, where when Japanese tourists go to France and go to Paris, Paris is actually such a piece of shit that, like, they have mental breakdowns. Oh, what the fuck is it these? <laughs> and there's, like, a hotline they can call. Maybe the, maybe the moon's why, the why, same thing. Why there's, only Japanese tourists? There's a hotline no, and no. we haven't called it yet? <laughs> that's a good point. I don't speak Japanese. So. I, I fucking, I listen to more anime if Konnichiwa. they got a hotline. <laughs> I'll call and tell them about my superpowers and shit. Tell them about my time on the moon. You know, take them seriously and tell them, yeah, hey, I believe you, you know. Even though I was kind of didn't you know, believe a him. skeptical, but at the same time, <laughs> you only right, hold on. If you've pulled a UFO out of the water, shouldn't that really change your perspective about what's feasible or not? You would think so. You'd think it, it, it would recalibrate. To a normal person, yeah. Because, like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure we're on the moon if we're pulling UFOs out of the ocean. With a with a normal fishing net? Yes. I yeah. think we, we've advanced to the point where we could uh, travel to the moon willy-nilly. He wasn't, mm-hmm. like, wasted or anything. So. Right. A little drunk. Um, <laughs> Have a bottle of sake. Don't tell me a little bit about that. I mean, we can get into you know, how... how how this has affected you, how it's made the you feel. The water bottle's full of GHB. Um, <laughs> a lot to, you know, this is a modern day sort of Roswell where you retrieved <laughs> it a would explain a lot. object Modern like day this. Roswell, and, it's on the know, money. Um, you had to live with it till we spoke uh, a couple years ago, I guess the first time. So they have spoken. A few years now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Greer was, verifies uh, his people. <laughs> yeah, I had a really rough time in uh, dealing even the fallout from my shipmates immediately afterwards because um, there was kind of this whole attitude on the ship, kind of a us versus them mentality between us enlisted guys and the officers. Like, you know, we we kind of thought all the officers were pricks and, you know. Like, <laughs> Isn't that how it's always so been? As is tradition. being yeah. one of the ones that was privy of working with the officers on them, like, um, for some reason, um, the guys were resentful towards me mm-hmm. for that, and I dealt with a lot of harassment, bullying, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This we guy f- got fucking bullied in the military. We finally found the PTSD. It's because he got bullied Let's after wrap he, it up here, folks. After yeah. he pulled a UFO out of the water. Not fucking, not, not the war that got to him. It was the bullying on his yeah, uh, fishing vessel. Fucking little loser. It really got to him. <laughs> I was about to say, like, how could this possibly lead to, like, conflict between the shipmates? And it's like, oh, they were making fun of him. Yeah, he just seems like an inept douche yeah. who, who deserves bullying. Well, when you asked him what happened and it took him 45 minutes to explain the rope. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a immediate result of that on well, the ship. What did they call you? Um, <laughs> what names did they use? Who called me a fat titty loser? They called me a faggot once. And bitch boy. I was for years. I mean, I never that once was fierce. spoke about it to my wife at <laughs> really the time. Really fucked with me. Um, I ended up. He's really not explaining why he's terrified. 
No, I, I <laughs> wish I he would just. Is, I think it's a perpetual state of being is fear. I, just constantly in fear. I wish Greer would just fucking ask, like, hey, yeah. why are you scared? Because he keeps <laughs> trying to make the point to be like, no, they weren't going to kill me, but I was terrified. Like, what? what are you so... Because it seems very specific. He's concerned about something. Of my peers. Yeah, he's he's. It could be that. It could be credibility. Like when you come out and say you fucking fished out a alien craft, you do look like a bit of a kook. Yeah, but he had a six year career. This isn't like a twenty year military man. Oh, but what a six years it was. <laughs> yeah, best those six fucking year. six years of buoy hunting. He's the best buoy operator the Coast Guard's <laughs> ever seen. They've never had anyone like him since. Was diagnosed with depression. There we about go. A month after that happened, uh huh. Was put on mm-hmm. antidepressants. Okay, this could actually um, explain it. <laughs> my marriage ended up falling apart. Okay, oh, now, there, there we go. There we go. There Woo! Um, it's always frustrating when you know there's a piece of the puzzle general, you don't have, <laughs> but when you get that piece. Well, it was just he wasn't get he wasn't getting to it. Like yeah. we knew it was coming, dude. It's just like let's okay, tell us what went wrong. You know, it's like, it's like when an obviously gay dude just won't come out as gay. Oh and yeah, everyone's the, like, all the, right, we know you're gay, yeah. man. Like just no, come out I'm and say. No, I'm not gay it. at all. It's like uh, when Lance Bass came out and said he was yeah. gay. Everyone's like, well, finally, like we all knew. It's we like were just Eric waiting Trump on you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you hadn't said that yet. So that <laughs> fuck. I felt like that was that moment. Him saying his uh, marriage fell apart and he's depressed. That that. Explains most of it for it's me. What alimony does to a man. I still haven't decided whether or not it was that he was l- lied to by the people he was enlisted for, or maybe he was just really afraid of UFOs to begin with. <laughs> He's like afraid of the dark. Yeah, like, and if you confirm <laughs> that they exist, like that would probably, I don't know, if if it fucked his marriage up. I mean, it does say something kind of unsettling about the world. Like, if you found out we have this technology and we're going to outer space all the time, it does kind of fundamentally change the way you would view the world. It's pretty life-altering. I don't know why it would affect my marriage. <laughs> I mean, what's been a shitty marriage? I, I got a feeling... A few things that probably affect... They probably got divorced before he could finish saying the vows. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, we're on week six of this marriage. Can you, can you fucking wrap up the ceremony? The papers cleared before yeah. he finished his argument against it. I present <laughs> you this ring made of metal. It was forged. In- <laughs> the day I met you. Paranormal or UFO type things would come up. Like, I, I would want so bad to jump in the conversation. And sometimes I would. UFO more spaghettios. You know, like, was involved in something but then i would retract and you know i just had this fear sure and it it was a very powerful it looks like augustus gloop 20 years later <laughs> anxiety that i've dealt with for many years right and um i could just tell you <laughs> how good it felt when I uh, finally talked to you on the phone a few years back, mm-hmm. and uh, you you listened to it, and you didn't just listen; you received it very well, and uh, you know, you. Uh, I was gonna make a gay joke, but I'll let it pass. <laughs> I really just want to know about the dude who went I to the moon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it seems like very brief. Just like, oh yeah, that was that. Theories about how it could have gotten there. Whatnot, and it, it's just been such a relief. Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah, you seem pretty concerned and, still. Uh, yeah. You know, I now I imagine what it was like before. Too. That was the yeah. big thing. Maybe was, this is him on Xanax. <laughs> you know, not enough. I knew you 
have like a flawless track record with your witnesses of mm-hmm. no, not being harassed or wow. Um, Has anyone tried to contact now. you since we've spoken and been to <laughs> planning to disclose this information? No. Yeah, and no. they won't. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident of that now. Yeah, I know what the system is that we have, and we'll talk about this a little later. So this dude just um, scared out of his mind for no reason? Yeah. Like he knows well, they're not going to come after him? that you want to share I, oh, with yeah. us? We're wrapping up here, it seems like. It comes um, to mind. Well, you know... My SoundCloud is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I wish. One of the big things out of all of this, besides the many questions that I still have... My SoundCloud name, a little is, scared? <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I want to know, why is that part of the world, why is it such a hot spot for UFOs? Because I think Mom? a lot of other sailors, Navy, and Coast Guard, otherwise could probably attest if they've spent time out there that you see a lot of weird stuff in the skies word and, uh, <laughs> you know i'd be thinking that too the there do be a lot of weird stuff <laughs> in the sky <laughs> but bro something under the water there because um well we have both so we know that's that the time we have please stop talking <laughs> interstellar base very deep in the marianas trench Oh, it is one there. No, there are could have told me that at the beginning. Yeah, a nice little setup. What a man-made uh, anti-grav. Yeah, like a clear like fiction. This whole story would be a lot that better are than in this fucking some of our wreck. bases out there, and also underwater. So there's a bit of a cat and mouse game going on, and you know I have sources. You know I have hundreds of them. Yeah, and of a number of these have been used to um, uh, target when they're not way up in space, but when they're in that proximity with these electromagnetic weapons. And so I've heard of other incidences where we have uh, retrieved objects over the years out in that part of the world. Um, but it, you know, nobody has been willing to come forward uh, with the details. Um, the closest was a man who uh, 40 years before this event in 1963 in the South Atlantic was the captain of a um, contract vessel retrieving ICBMs that we were firing downrange. What a terrifying and job. His <laughs> job was to retrieve them. Fishing those out of the you know, ocean? To get them. Fishing and they were testing out. the accuracy of where they would land. And there were always these uh, ET craft that were seen in the air at the time. And one night, one appeared. It was, they had a new radar system on board. And they called uh, the command center, and they were able to get it, and they triangulated it and struck it. And so this thing um, was Shot hit, it down, down with radio. Exploded. <laughs> AM or FM, you think? Into the point of FM. impact. And um, he never saw the craft, but the thing Convenient. apparently but he uh, swears was ruptured. <laughs> and there was an ejection pod about ruptured. six feet square Ooh. that was seamless Ooh. that had uh, four... Uh, ET bodies in it, cool. each about 39 inches tall, no hair, wow. no ear flaps, the skin color. So that kind of makes sense when we were talking about the height of the other one, because 39 inches, come on me. well, 39 inches is a little lower than four feet, so if it was an eight foot wide Oh, you're ship? talking about the craft itself. Yeah, the craft. I forgot we initially started yeah. with a craft he fished out of the ocean. That yes. would make sense if they <laughs> fished another one out the same size. That would, that would make sense. Yeah, it'd be plenty of room, eight, eight feet yeah. of head space, only a three and a half foot tall being. 
I really also, wish they'd have started even with, three and a half. Wish they'd have started with this. Yeah, it yeah, would have been nice. like at the fucking beginning. Well, well, that's why I don't get I don't get why Greer should have just had a normal conversation with the lad so they could get comfortable and then go into a story when he's already comfortable because now yeah. it's not as bad as it was an hour ago. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, I guess but they, the problem is it, it's been an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Nothing. been an hour of bad. Yeah, they should have let him warm up. About that, he said, I'm quoting, I know it's not politically correct, but that of a Sicilian. How's that, um, not, that, how's that not politically I correct? We're about to get an end bomb. Yeah. <laughs> For years, Bucky's if fucking, he uh, went into boop. an operation as he got elderly, there'd be an intelligence person there to be sure he didn't mention this. Wow. Yeah, because he actually handled the bodies, and they were ordered to put it in the ship's freezer, and later a, a nuclear submarine came up beside, and some people came on and did threaten them with death. And cool. uh, there were suits Sick, as well dude. as military. And Why didn't you interview that guy? That guy sounds rad. Yeah, cool story. All right, so go with me here, but doesn't he look like Paul Wall after the rap career? <laughs> Just a fat Paul Wall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit too much lean Paul Wall. Yeah, join the Coast Guard. I'm also enjoying the fact that they're both sitting on director's chairs. I know. Like a bunch of pompous douches. <laughs> yeah, talking about fucking Pop. nothing. That, and that was... Uh, ostensibly, he he was pretty sure they they subsequently tried to retrieve the actual object. It's like Vladimir Putin if he put on a little weight. <laughs> but they knew where it went. Vladimir Putin. But he didn't yeah. have any details. Well, the funniest part about Doctor Greer is he's yoked. He's huge. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Greer is is pretty jacked. He's like six three, like two twenty five. Like he could be a middle linebacker. But this other guy's a little. Uh, he's got a little baby fat on him. Yeah, I mean he's in the Coast Guard. Little, little telly boy, huh? He's probably just got strong arms. Yeah, that's probably what they call them back in the in the shade. Little telly boy. He, he's farmer strong. Yeah. <laughs> about the craft, he just knew about these little. That's it. That's it. It just cuts off in the middle. God, this fucking sucks. <laughs> God damn it, Dr. Greer. She bastard. I was going to try and be positive at the end of this now, but no. Well, Fuck you, Greer. It looks like we've been played. You want to you pause and see if we can discover a part two, or did we really just... Let me see. Yeah, let me pause real quick. All right. It appears as if uh, everyone's audio died. <gasps> yeah. So we're yeah, there. I, I think their whole stream went down, but kudos to them. They had. They seem to have a backup plan uh, ready to go. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, and uh, it's because of people like you, the public are finding the truth out about the UFO issue. So if you could just introduce your, yourself. And no, your no, they did just no, start this, it over. This is from the top. Yes, uh, well, all right, hold on. Uh, they got to skip ahead here. My name is here. Shannon Lee. Um, I'm now 39 years old. What if his story's completely uh, different on that this? Would be, <laughs> that would be it's funny. It's a whole other narrative. It's a whole other hour. <laughs> this is like the bonus United cut. United I went to the moon. <laughs> oh, but they do have graphics now. What I feel like fuck? we got fucked. Yeah. Uh, so you want to let this ride in listeners, This video's kind of a piece of shit, but it's gotten better since they restarted it. You want <laughs> the the chat is so confused. <laughs> oh, so am I. <laughs> I'm too. <laughs> you want to yeah. pause and yeah. see if they get it back on track? Game. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now we have a picture in picture, a ponytail guy who introduced this clip before. There's he's got his own little uh, square in the upper left hand corner of the interview, yeah. and he just walked in and started clapping. And now <laughs> there's way more graphics and whatnot. Yeah. There's actual images for this one now. Oh, um, there's Dr. Then, Greer. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? By, uh, That's really a bummer that they just cut off the last five minutes. Um, <laughs> I mean, here he is. Cutters. 
to do the. Oh, did he just give the kill? Operation. The kill signal? It looked like he just gave the, but, the throat um, slash. I don't know. Something's on. going on. <laughs> That's a deep state. Had been first Having discussions back during with, World War II. Uh, well, Shane. So it was actually a pretty. Uh, uh, right. To get what? And what, <laughs> like, what's, what is that? Oh, there we go. A couple months oh, ago and, did they figure it out? Uh, well, Burbank, California. And oh, oh, oh. I want to give you a little bit of context of it. Oh, now it's just. You know, you kind of picked up towards the end. I asked about the effect this had on him. It's just we're talking and in a hotel room now. For people who have, I think he's cluing us back in like that, where he's mm-hmm. you know, the last handling. Oh, thank God. An ET craft. It's you know you have no knowledge of this. Yeah, he look at those guns, bro. You kick your ass. I, I, anyone can kick my ass. <laughs> and um, plus, they're threatened with prosecution for treason, which carries the death penalty. Etc. And so, when's the last time we ever actually like found someone treason? Yeah, found someone. Wasn't it like? I think I remember there was a in the sixties. I know it in the sixties. I feel like that doesn't happen that often. No, No. it's a it's a bygone crime. Yeah, that's a very old time treason on this podcast. (laughs) I did think it was interesting that they were saying that the like the Coast Guard dudes were far more reluctant to come forward than like the Air Force and shit. Probably because they knew they'd be mocked by three douchebags on a podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Do you think laughs> was, I'm glad it's we're having the impact. greatest fear. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder, maybe it's just because they're not quite as smart as the Air Force people, so they don't have, like, a job to fall back on. Yeah. We wouldn't have got all those Coast Guard jokes off if it had been uh, That's a true. more important man. Yeah, so. for the Navy. Well, I mean, the Navy's not very free of judgment either. We in know. The Navy. We know the Coast Guard carries the least amount of weight in terms of all the military branches when it comes to, like, believability. I mean, there's, like, the 1% that take out, like, the cartel subs, and then everybody else is just, like, yeah, the the equivalent of, like, a meter maid on the water. Yes, he... <laughs> that's exactly right. He was the meter maid. He was the meter maid of the sea. The nautical sea. Meter, meter maid. The buoy maid. <laughs> I always tell people the numbers of people who come forward... That you know about through the disclosure project is he not looking at the camera is he's not looking at this camera the there's people in that room only 10 of them so but there's they are about there. 10 times oh, right. I forgot about more that, that yeah. number hmm. they picked that good money give me information yeah. stuff out of the stream though <laughs> intelligence but won't come forward just because they're intimidated they're afraid for their safety or they're afraid for their careers often <laughs> and uh i understand that so i, I don't violate a confidence so those are in my files but i don't really this man kudos and you can tell as he was describing it this was a completely unexpected thing that happened he was not someone interested in the subject um he was there at the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time depending on how you look at it because it's rather traumatic to have to go through something like that. I still don't exactly understand why that dude was so fucked up. And um, I, one yeah, of the things I, I point that's out the biggest issue of why. These, I don't think uh, we're going to get an answer to that. A few women who've in, been involved in that kind of hey, uh, there you go. Uh, hey. retrieval operation. <laughs> There's a window. Bodies, so it's prison you know, that have been <laughs> deceased. Where they are so traumatized by it, but they're not allowed to talk to anyone about it. And when I see them, they'll, you know, they'll be the, well, back in the 90s, it'd be the age of my father or grandfather, they'd weep on my shoulder because they were so happy to have bitches, someone they could know? actually <laughs> share the truth with. And it is a very difficult um, thing because it's one thing for this to be just in your head intellectually. It's another thing when it's right there and you have, you're dealing with it. 
and indeed um, and admitting it is the first step yes yeah. found implications aliens for anonymous view of the world <laughs> that we're That'd not a living group yeah. universe or well, we can start it it's not like stopping us. for people to maybe that'll be our spin-off show oh my god <laughs> hey hey aliens anonymous let me yeah. pitch you let me pitch you an idea Patreon, we have to set up a hotline and people call in and post their alien stories. That could be fun, actually. That would be wonderful. Wildest imaginations. Where are you getting into some of this today? Because it has to do with what you experienced during the CE5 contact programs. And I think that's why we have to be very um, uh, real about ourselves when we're making contact and understand that things can happen and we need to have a full honesty with ourselves to know what are we ready for? I always tell people, let these civilizations know what you're actually ready for. Don't get ahead of your skis. I'm ready for aliens. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get into this in, uh, later in the day. But first, I want to open this up. I know that many people may have had questions. All right, we'll skip right, the Q&A. Yeah, we don't need, we don't need to hear people's questions. Wow. Uh, so what did we learn today, guys? Because I'm still lost. Well, okay. you know, buoys... Are a really interesting thing All when right, you let, think about it. Let me gather my thoughts here. Let's see if we can we can try and tie this together in a, a coherent, cohesive uh, manner. I mean, I think the crux of it mostly is that I guess he goes by Shane, not Shannon. Makes sense. Shannon probably prevents some of the bullying. <laughs> That's why I got bullied for his name. Yeah, maybe he changed it. All right, uh, but he f- helped. F- I guess not fish it out. The Guam fisherman fished out a UFO. He and just they credit lifted onto his own. Yeah, they kind of commandeered it, vessel. and he fucking banged on a UFO. <laughs> yeah, that was. I do like that. The first thing they did was like, let's see if we can scratch it. All right, let's let's start with this. Do you guys believe him? No. Uh, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I believe him. He didn't say anything that out of really anything that special. I mean, unless they can form a sentence right, I won't believe him. I think he's probably relaying it as he saw it. But I'm more inclined to believe it was just a experimental craft. I mean, it, he, that's he the didn't thing. describe anything like insane, like he you said. He he didn't. No, he didn't understand. I don't think he understood the propulsion systems well enough, too. So I don't think he really thought much of it, other than it was weird. So I believe his story. I don't. Yeah, he didn't seem like a liar. Yeah, he, I, he was too nervous to be a liar. A good liar would be uh, a little more calm. Yes, they'd be well practiced and and able to get the story across a little bit more convincingly. Yeah, well, the fact that his he couldn't story remember, was so bad. Yeah, I think he wasn't a liar. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess I don't know. Yeah. No, because a liar would have been smoother. The details would have been a little more specific. He would have worked on it. Yeah, the time. So he was he was too awkward to be fully lying. Yeah, to be fully telling a story. Um. I still don't exactly understand why the Navy SEAL was brought up and what happened there, because yeah, that's, that's really what I have questions about. It's yeah. a pretty big plot point to just dismiss after yeah. 30 seconds of talking about, like, yeah, there was a Navy SEAL on the moon anyways. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to these nets. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do some follow-up after this and see if they, they answered that, because that was... that was oh. the most interesting part of this that came out, and we only got, like, five minutes to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well... Are we done? I think I think we've served our our civic duty and brought uh, disclosure to the people yeah, on this like, uh, space weirdo Friday. Yeah, my family, please. Guys? It took us it took <laughs> us a minute to get there, but he 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 delivered at the end. Uh, he, I guess he always so. does. Butcher's coming. Mamba out.